0: Hi, Mama. Welcome back. I'm excited to be here with you today. Today, we're going to dive in to a really important question that I have for you. So if you are struggling with anxiety, or feeling overwhelmed, or just feeling constantly like you're not good enough, or that you uh, can't step out of anger, anything that is bothering you, that's that's taking over your life, that's stealing your joy. Any of those things, if you are experiencing those, I have a question for you, and I'm going to ask you that as soon as we get started. But before we jump in, I just want to remind you: jump into our Facebook group. It is such a great place to build community, to be there for each other, to just be able to be around like-minded people that are walking the same path of healing, trying to figure out what it looks like to be a healthy mom. How can we live this life from this place of healing? And what does that look like to go on this journey? So make sure you jump in. I'm going to do some free training soon on goal setting. And I'm really excited to share that with you. I think it's going to be really crucial for you in your walk because we get so stuck in, you know, trying to create these goals, but we don't even know how to write goals so that we know if we accomplish them or not. And so I'm excited to go into that with you soon. And you can find that at bit.ly. So that's b i t . l y slash Morning Mama Facebook group. And I cannot wait to see your face and meet you there. But let's jump into today's content and you can hear what this question is. Welcome to the Morning Mama Podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, Mama. So today, we are diving into This question I have for you, if you are struggling really with anything, if something is taking your joy, taking your happiness, taking your energy, taking your time, and it is wearing you down and, and just feeling all of this life that God has for you, then here is my question to you. Where are your eyes? Where are your eyes? So I have found that, you know, all of us struggle with something, right? Right. No one's life is perfect. We all have these things that we are walking through that are hard. And life will never, until, you know, we're in heaven, life will never be perfect. It's always going to hold these things that are hard, that we have to fight through, that are overwhelming, that that just are not fun, right? Like we're not looking forward to them. And so we all have these things. But I've noticed this trend that there are certain people that I have noticed that when these things come up in their life, it takes over. It's all they can talk about. It's all that they can see. They cannot see past it. It consumes every moment of their waking thoughts of their sleeping thoughts they can't sleep maybe because of it it is all consuming and you know we have we've talked about a lot of tools to work on these core wounds and these beliefs that we have and to try and change that narrative but there's just one thing that i've noticed this trend in you know there's these people that struggle with these things and then there's another set of people that have just as many things that they're walking through if not more. You know, I talked about my friend uh Sharon the other day and you know, she uh struggled through cancer and you know, she ended up passing away uh, a couple months ago now. But as she lived her life, she walked through so much physical pain, so much of a spiritual, emotional battle as she battled this cancer and, you know, had the ups and, and was overcoming it. And everything seemed like it was going away. And then it would come back and she would need more treatment and more side effects. And it it was a massive battle. But she never complained. She never was overtaken by it all. And I'm sure she had moments where it just all crumbled on her and she broke down and, you know, she fell on her knees and, you know, I'm sure those moments were there. We all have those moments, but I, I never saw that, right? Like I, every time I talked to her, spoke to her, she was filled with hope and filled with joy and filled with this perseverance that was never wavering. And what I've seen in these, these two different groups of people, what the difference I have seen is the question of where are your eyes? Where were their eyes? And so for Sharon, right? She constantly had her eyes fixed on Jesus, the giver of hope, the giver of healing. She never took her eyes off of Jesus. She just kept that focus all of the time. And this other group of people, and you know, it's okay. No matter which one you fall into, I want you to, you know, just the first to assess like, where do you fall in? Which which category do you... Are you one that usually gets overwhelmed and consumed by these things that are going on? Are you one that is so, you know, fighting for this hope no matter what it, the odds are, no matter what is in front of you? And so take an honest reflection, but... Just know also it's okay wherever you're at. You know, a lot of these things we learn from growing up, you know, maybe we were surrounded by people that didn't look for the hope, you know, they were very pessimistic and they were very overwhelmed. And so, you know, we never learned how to do this. And so this is why you're here, right? You're here to learn and to grow. And so this is just something to another step to take in this process. So there is no shame or condemnation or guilt if you are in this category of people that are, are struggling with this stuff and, you know, don't constantly have their eyes fixed on and Jesus. So, yeah, just take the honest assessment and don't add any uh, shame or guilt to that because that does not belong. But if you are in this other group of people, you know what I've noticed is that they tend to keep their eyes fixated on all of that bad stuff. They that is where their eyes fall as soon as they wake up in the morning. They notice that there is pain in their body, or they notice that there is lack in their bank account, or they notice the flaws in their spouse, or they're fixated on the flaws in themselves. They get up believing like, gosh, I'm just, I'm just going to fail again today. I know that I I can't do this. I, I don't believe that I am the right mom for these kids. You know, whatever these beliefs are, that is where their eyes go. And it falls again and again on that negative thing, that hard thing, And yeah, this can be about your spouse. It can be about yourself. It can be about your home, your kids, you know, wherever, whatever area you struggle in that, that starts to consume you. Look at that area and think, okay, in that area, where are my eyes fixated? Now, I tell you all of this. Knowing that I myself struggle with this, I think generally I can, I'm very hopeful and optimistic and I love, you know, looking for the positive and finding the good in things. And, and I, cause I know that God promises to turn all things for good of those who love him. And so I know that's there. And so I love looking for that. But there are certain areas of my life where I really struggle with this. I get constantly caught up in what is lacking. And I can, you know, I I, I tend to see things with a critical eye as well. You know, I have this hopeful side to me. And usually that is... For people that are, you know, farther away from me, or before I start a project, you know, just like this, this big vision I have, and so I'm so good at helping other people like see the hope, see the light, see where God is coming through. But there's these certain areas, people that are closer to me or myself, where my eyes so easily get fixated on. All of the things that are missing. Like I walk into a room and I can see all the things that are wrong, or I walk into a date with my husband and I can see all the things that are missing and wrong. And you can imagine how that results, right? If I am just fixated, I'm on a date with my husband and I'm just fixated on everything he's doing wrong. Oh, he didn't, he didn't pull my chair out for me. Oh, he didn't uh, ask me first how I was doing. Oh, uh, the food is cold. You know, I mean, these little things add up, right? And so if I'm just fixated on all these things that are wrong, how is that date going to go, right? And then this is just like a small, silly example. I mean, I don't know how silly it is. It's, it can be real life. <laughs> but like just a tangible way to look at, like when we fix our eyes on all of these negative things, they grow bigger, right? Whatever we're going to fix, our eyes on, it is going to grow bigger. So we have to be careful what we are looking at. Or maybe for you, it's the news and fear is seeping in, right? You are constantly listening to the news and watching, you know, COVID numbers or whatever it is rise and rise, or you know, hearing about child abuse cases or whatever it is, and this fear, you're fixated on this fear. Your eyes are focused on what is happening, the, the destruction that's happening in the earth, the wounds that people are getting, the deaths that are happening. And when you focus on that, you're gonna see more of it, right? It's like that concept when you buy a new car. Um, and then after you buy that car, you see it everywhere, right? You're, (laughs) it's now on the forefront of your mind. And so you're going to start seeing it everywhere. So it's that same concept. If your eyes, if you are already going in worried about death, worried about sickness, you're going to see it everywhere. And, you know, fueling that, if you already, you know, I want to say this, if you have this propensity for anxiety, I really, would recommend you watching what, what you're consuming. You know, if you're listening to the news, that is only going to fuel that fear and that anxiety. And it's going to just expand that. And you're going to start seeing that more, right? You're going to start hearing about all these deaths and you're going to start projecting that onto your family and, and worry about sickness and death in your family. And we know that fear is not from God and God tells us never to worry. So you've got to know your propensity for, where your brain goes and what area where that struggle is. Is it is it anxiety? Is it in inadequacy? Is it in criticism? You know, maybe it's comparison and you are constantly looking at what other people have that you don't. And you're constantly feeling like you are not good enough and you don't measure up and you can never keep up with X, Y, and Z. So if, if that is you, Maybe social media is fueling that for you. And so you need to, to take a step back from that. So look at where your propensity is and what is fueling that. What are you doing right now that is only making that worse, right? Because, you know, I can tell you like, okay, be careful where your eyes are. And I have a few practical steps for you to take. But we know this goes deeper, right? We know this this these things are attached to our childhood wounds. And so we're going to have these propensities for certain things. And so we have to be aware of what those are so that we can make sure we are only feeding our heart and our brain what is good. So, if, I mean, if you have created your pain and peace cycles and if you don't know what i'm talking about head back to episodes i think it's 16 through 20 where i talk about restoration theory and this is this amazing framework that can help you navigate any situation it helps you understand your core childhood wounds what they are and how they are affecting your current relationships and how to get out of that how to step out of that endless cycle that you feel like you're stuck in and how to walk in peace and truth that god has for you so Make sure you go check out episodes 16 through 20 and grab some coaching if you want to dig in deeper to that. I'm soon going to have some kind of course for you that I am working on crafting so that you're going to be able to really dig into forming these cycles so you can use them as tools in your life. So if you have those pain and peace cycles, I highly recommend using your four steps to kind of walk through this when you realize, you know, you're getting triggered. Um, but if you, if you don't have that, or even if you do, here is some other steps to to kind of assess where your eyes are fixated on and to try and shift them, try and remind yourself, get into a new rhythm to fixate your eyes on Jesus, on the, on the good stuff. So Number one, you've got to take inventory. We already talked about this, but I want you to get out a piece of paper and a pen right now, pause this episode, sit down and write down what are your eyes fixated on? Like, let's start with today. How, what today have your eyes been fixated on? And, you know, everyone has, maybe today's been a good day for you. So, you know, you can go back to like, what have your eyes been fixated on this week? Maybe this season, you know, you know yourself and in your tendencies. So, but just take a small enough, the smallest chunk of time you can um, to really get a good feel. And write down like where are your eyes fixed on and if it's been you know a couple good days like think back to the last time you were feeling overwhelmed or anxious like to talk about write down journal what your eyes were fixated on in that day it might take a few moments to kind of reflect and dig into okay like when did that begin and what was i thinking about and you know where was i letting my thoughts lead me and again once you know your propensity you can hold this in your pocket. It's like another tool for your tool belt. You can remember, okay, I have a tendency to fix my eyes on the problems. I have a tendency to look for what is lacking. And so you, you go into every situation remembering that. So when you start to feel overwhelmed, you can remember, wait a minute. Okay, where are my eyes? So after you get to reflect on this and take inventory, that is something you get to carry with you from now on. And then the second step is, this is, sounds so simple but it is so powerful. Fix your eyes on Jesus. <laughs> Fix your eyes on Jesus. So what does Jesus say about the situation? Bring your eyes fully focused on him and let him speak to you. Give him, give the Holy Spirit space to speak and ask, ask Holy Spirit a question. I, I love doing that. Say, Holy Spirit, like, what do you see in this situation? Maybe it, maybe it is a situation that All you can see is darkness that you cannot see out of that. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you what what He sees. You know, or dig into the Bible. You can also, you know, search for scriptures, you know, go into your Google and search for what scriptures, what does the Bible say about anxiety? What does the Bible say about marriage? What does the Bible say about feeling hopeless? You know, and you can really get some powerful scriptures there. Or if, you know, you're really in this big season where it's something really big and you really can't see past it, make sure you are spending time. We just talked about this in the last episode, a couple episodes ago make sure you're spending time daily with God because when you're in these seasons and you are constantly, sometimes God doesn't always answer us in that moment because he wants us to keep seeking him. He wants to kind of take us. I've always talked about it like on this treasure hunt where he wants to show us these things and it can be more complicated than he wants to answer in just a moment. And some of the most profound things he's shared with me have been through the course of weeks. And I will just be reading like the normal part I am in my scripture and the normal chapter I've been in, or sometimes, he so direct me to another chapter. But, you know, even in sticking in the normal chapter, He will begin to use that to speak to me about this specific situation. So if there is something really big, like keep seeking out his voice, keep reading your Bible, being expectant that God wants to free you from this, and he's going to show you the truth that you need to grab onto to walk this out. So if it's a bigger thing, you're going to want to do that sit down work with God. But also, this is another part of this tool for your tool belt, right? You know your propensity where do you struggle with this? And then, you know, you start to recognize, okay, wait a minute, I'm fixing my eyes on the problem again. Okay, now I need to fix them, shift them back to Jesus. I need to look at Jesus. What would Jesus say? Like the more that you get to know Jesus from reading your Bible and spending time in prayer, the more you can just know what he would say about something. You know, like when I struggle with my inadequacy, I know what Jesus says about that. I know that Jesus does not like when I talk down to myself, like God made me, he planned me out and he formed me before I was even born. So, you know, he doesn't make mistakes. Like I know he sees me as a treasure and he does not like when I refuse to see myself that way. So if I, the more that I get to know him, I can answer this question so quickly. If I remember to shift my eyes back to him. Okay, so step number one, take inventory. Where are you at? What is your propensity? Number two, fix your eyes on Jesus. And then number three, now I want you this time, and you can use this anytime going forward, but write down this situation, but in the new light of what Jesus has shown you. You know, so we took time to write down what our propensity was, where we struggle with this, the, the negative, heavy, dark thing that we're dealing with, that we're struggling with. But now you gotta write down, spend some time journaling, like, what does this situation look like through the eyes of Jesus, right? God is the God of the impossible. Nothing is too big for him. He makes some big promises in scripture about what he can do when we ask him to do things, when we ask within his will. And all of these promises, too, about what he does for those who love him. So when you keep all of that in mind, what does the situation look like through his eyes? Nothing is impossible for him. Okay, and then the fourth step is gratitude. I know, you know, you hear this all the time, journal gratitude, da, 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 gratitude. But honestly, it's because there is so much power in gratitude. It it shifts things. So, I want you after you write down this new situation of what Jesus has shown you, I want you to make it a point to find gratitude in this situation that you struggle with every day. So like, for example, if your husband is the point of pain in your life where you're struggling, you feel like your relationship isn't growing, it's stuck, you're frustrated with him. Within thinking about your husband, you need to daily Write down or say aloud some points of gratitude. What are you grateful for him about? There is something. I don't even care how bad he is, you know, unless it's like this abusive relationship. And then, you know, maybe you need some other support in different ways. But besides that, there are things that he does that are great. I promise you. So take some time. Ask God, ask Holy Spirit to lead you if you're struggling with this. But there's going to be some things that you will be able to name that you are grateful for. Now you can also, if you're really struggling, you can start outside of that, that place and you can just start talking out loud or on paper about what else you're grateful for. I'm grateful for a home to live in. I'm grateful for food to fill me up every day. I'm grateful for strong, healthy legs. You know, you can, you can start simple and work your way towards that situation, but I really think there's power in, in seeing in that specific situation what you can be grateful for. Okay, and the fifth one, the last one, is uh, kind of the hardest, but it's this cool trick that I have found, and this is to act as if. So, act as if. So, we wrote down what this situation would look like through the eyes of Jesus, you know, and when you do that, there's going to be hope infused, I mean tons of hope if you if you really dig into what the bible says who jesus is there is going to be hope flowing from this thing and so i want you to go into these situations and act as if that were true even if you know you wrote that down and you're like well god says this i don't know if i really believe it i know he says it but i'm just not my faith isn't there yet i want you just to act it out even if you are not feeling it you're not believing it, act as if. So a really clear example of this in my life is, you know, struggling with this feeling of inadequacy that I have carried my whole life. Now, this at times has held me back in so many ways. You know, I talked about how I never raised my hand in all of high school, college, and grad school, you know, maybe like five times total in all of those, what, that's 10 years more than that. I don't know. And it's stopped me from having friendships. It stopped me from, you know, using my gifts. There are so many ways it has held me back. But, you know, in this new season I'm in after my miscarriage and really just believing in the power of God and uh, just kind of wanting to answer the call he has on my life, I have begun acting as if it were true what he says about me. Like, I still don't fully believe it a lot of days. Like, you know, that he has made me perfect and that he's given me these gifts and that I am equipped and um, have everything I need to, to be doing this podcast, to be coaching, to be on staff at my church. You know, all of these things terrify me, but I have begun just acting as if it were true, what God says about me. And I go into these situations still scared and still feeling like, uh, what am I doing? And (laughs) you know i'm feeling like gosh i am inadequate for this but i just go in scared and i act as if it were true and it's crazy what is happening i mean you know this podcast is growing so fast it it scares me a little <laughs> like what are you doing god like how how is this possible but what happens is when our eyes are fixed when our eyes are fixed on the bad things, on the negative, it becomes like this self-fulfilling prophecy. So when I believe that I was not good enough and I went into situations with that belief and carrying that weight it became true in a way because I acted out of that place. Like I wouldn't, you know, raise my hand. I wouldn't engage. I wouldn't talk to certain people because I thought they were too cool or too powerful, you know, uh, like, you know, leaders and stuff at school or at church. And I was just terrified of having conversations with them. And so, um, not that it it said that made me inadequate, but I wasn't living up to the fullness of who God created me to be. And, you know, the same goes for you. Like if you are, you know, maybe struggling with like believing that anyone likes you and that anyone wants to be your friend, if you live out of that place, no one is going to probably be your friend because you're probably not reaching out because you don't have the confidence to, and you're not following up and you're not showing up for them because you're so consumed with, wow, do they like me? Am I good enough? Am I wasting their time? Oh, I'm probably bothering them. And when when all you're thinking about is that, it's 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 focused on yourself. And so you're not able to show up and be present for them and, and talk about how they're doing and uh, be a reciprocator in the relationship. And so, you know, whatever it is that your eyes are fixed on, if you keep them fixed there, it's probably not going to move much. You know, you have to take your eyes off that belief, off that problem, shift them to Jesus, download his power, download his hope, and then turn back to the problem because that's the only way for things to move. And because if you just stay stuck in that belief, keeping your eyes fixed on that problem, it's 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 going to be stuck because you are acting out of that place of that is true and when we act from that place it's a self-fulfilling prophecy that just leads us to the same result so mama i hope these tips have helped you number one take inventory what is your propensity to fix your eyes on jesus what does he have to say about the situation three rewrite re-see the situation from jesus's perspective Four, make it a point to find gratitude daily in this. And then five, act as if. I am believing that you are going to walk into some breakthrough, into some hope. I know that God has so much waiting for you and you just have to step into it. And I'm excited to hear stories of what that looks like, how you have walked this out. And I am praying for you, mama. Love you.